Hello, bonjour and salam alaikum. Welcome to Stand Out from the Crowd, the first live podcast dedicated to no BS leadership. So if you listen to us, watch us and like us, tell your friends and colleagues to go over on Apple Podcast and Spotify to give us a five-star review because listen, the stories we share on this podcast are worth it. We are worth it. Don't you think so? I hope you do. I'm going to share with you a question that I have asked myself quite often. How can I pave my way towards success and achievement in a unique and personalized manner? And my question to you is what approach could you take to create your own success story? Our standard guest, Amira Hassan, is a design virtuoso with over 15 years of industry experience. Her journey began as a refugee in Dubai, where she established her career, very successful career. She then embarked on a new adventure in Canada, where she founded her own design venture. In this episode, we are going to discover her story, explore her evolution from agency work to entrepreneurial pursuits. We are going to talk about the power of cultural diversity in designs, and we are going to celebrate her recent triumphs, including securing major brands as clients. So if you are passionate about design, entrepreneurship, and finding inspiration across borders, this is episode is a must listen. My first question, Amira, you were a refugee uh, to Dubai and you built a name for yourself and a successful career. So tell us a little bit how all that happened. So I am a Palestinian refugee. I was born and raised in Dubai. Um, and uh, my passion, I always had a flair for the design world. You know, the drawing was always something that I enjoyed as a little kid. My dad and my mom, they picked up on that pretty soon in my life. And they started, you know, sending me to drawing schools and, you know, nurturing my talent. And then uh, I ended up studying that as a major at university in Sharjah in the UAE. It's called the American University of Sharjah. I studied multimedia design. And then I got into the advertising world where I got all of my experience. So I worked with uh, some of the biggest multinationals in the world. I gathered, I worked with some of the best creatives in the world. I was lucky enough to work, to learn from some of the best around the world. Um, and between me and myself, I always knew since I was younger, that eventually I'm going to have to do this on my own. You know, I need to have my own thing, my name on it, my work, my passion. Um, and that was when what I started working towards. So I realized my dream and what it is that I wanted pretty early on. And that was when I started working on my contacts and my network and uh, the people that I know, uh, the people that I work with, etc. And eventually I was seeking uh, immigration. My sister had moved to uh, Canada in 2010 and uh, I was seeking immigration as well. So we had picked um, Canada, I had picked Canada as an option because um, Arab families for us, we stay together. 
So I was, uh, my, my dad was retired. My mom always took care of me and my, my sister. And I was sponsoring them at the time. So everywhere I move, they move with me, of course. And it was important to keep the family together. And it was important to, um, to go to a place that they were happy at. So my mother had chosen Canada which is why one of the main drivers and one of the main reasons I chose to come to Canada, obviously it being a great country, et cetera, et cetera. Eventually, um, I uh, moved here um, and um, I was freelancing at the time. So I gave myself a break and I had a great network in Dubai, right? And what's nice about Dubai is that a lot of people, like they, they work there for a bit and they move. So next thing you know, you've got people in Milan and London and the UK and all over the world. So my network started working for me and that was when I started getting work. So I freelanced for a while, but being a newcomer, of course, I opened myself up for a full-time job. So I, uh, I, I went to interviews. Obviously, I didn't want to keep any door closed as a newcomer. Uh, but I knew eventually down the road I was going to set up by my, on my own. So I kept going to interviews, and I had like this great portfolio of work. And then one day I sat for an interview, and uh, the partner told me, what are you going to do with all of your freelance clients when you get a freelance, when you get a full-time job? And I said, well, obviously I won't be able to sustain them. So probably I'm going to have to let them go. So he says, will you give us your clients? Oh, and I said, would you make me partner? Of and course. he said, no. Oh, and that was when I decided that I was going to set up on my own because if I was successful enough to have clients that were wanted, Yes. And I can do it on my own, oh, even, yes. even as a newcomer. So what I did was I set up as my, on my own as a freelancer with a long-term uh, vision to incorporate as, an, as a business, which I did. And considering that my mother was the main driver of my move, um, and unfortunately she passed away before all of the visas were issued, so I named, her name was Yolande, we called her Yola. Uh, so I named my venture Y uh, in honor of her since she paved, helped paved the way for me to realize my dream in this amazing country. This amazing country, yes, let's talk about it. But you know, I'm curious to know because when it comes to Dubai, uh, Dubai is well known for having the best entrepreneurial environment in the world. And we see a lot of people leaving Canada to live in Dubai, right? And, mm -hmm. and, and start their business there. Uh, so why deciding to uh, wait until you are in Canada to start your business as opposed to starting your business in Dubai directly? I mean, at the time, I didn't think about it that way. At the time, I was working on getting, you know, getting my skill excellent, learning until it gets to a point where I'm going to be ready to set up on my own and Canada opened the door. But there is another factor as well to keep in mind that Dubai is relatively a young city. So yes, it's very, very entrepreneurial. And yes, there are so many entrepreneurs and small businesses opening now. But when I was growing up, it was still growing into that phase. So I was kind of in the transition phase where there were kind of entrepreneurs, but there weren't a lot. And now there 
there are so many, which is normal in the in the in the case of any any city that is growing. So they brought in all of the multinationals that brought in that like boomed the economy and paved the way for entrepreneurs to be able to set up on their own. I think your approach is very smart because you are taking the best of both worlds, right? Canada is a land of opportunities. We know that. And that's why, you know, a, a lot of people uh, make that leap of uh, leap of faith, that take that leap of faith and come to Canada. Uh, but also, as you said, you built uh, quite an impressive network while in Dubai. You worked with the best in the world. You learned from the best in the world. And so... This is your network is your net worth. We were at an event a couple of days ago, and this is exactly what we were talking about. Your network is your net worth. And the beauty of it is that no matter where you are in the world, once you have those relationships, you can leverage it to grow and to feed your own success, right? So how is your approach to uh, networking? I cannot, like as you said, your network is you know, your network. I cannot stress how important your network is, especially in the Canadian market that is referral based. Um, first of all, it is very important to be strategic, to know where to put yourself and who to connect with and who to speak with. It is also important to give as much as you take. Networking isn't just about meeting people and getting contacts and growing your contact list on your phone from 10 to, to 100 to 200. It doesn't work that way. You give as much as you take. We live together on this planet. So I refer business to you. You refer business to me. And in addition to that, your skill and your excellence at what you do is everything, everything. Because you can have the best network but your skill won't match it. And if you have the best skill, but you don't have the best network, then you're gonna struggle as well. So that's where strategy comes in. You need to be very strategic, know where to place yourself, know where to find the people that are looking for your service. Because the people that need your service, Didion, are completely different than the people that need my service. So we're probably gonna be doing the same thing in different places with different people. So that's important as well. Yes. And, you know, one of my criteria uh, and strategic networking is a, is a recurring topic here on this podcast, because when we look at, you know, I really want to understand the blueprint uh, uh, for success that made you the leader you were meant to be. Right. And strategic networking is definitely a, a big piece of the cake here. But something that I look at and one of my criteria is, am I the most intelligent person in the room. And if I sit in the room and I feel like I am the most knowledgeable or I am the, the most intelligent, you know, maybe I'm like, I'm not in the right room. If I'm here to build a successful network, a network that will help me grow and that I'm not learning from the people in the room because I am aware and knowledgeable on most of the things, you know, that are part of the conversation, it means that I need to change my surrounding. And this is something that is very consistent with me. And this is something that has allowed me to grow faster, maybe than many others, but because I'm very mindful of the people I surround myself with. It doesn't mean 
hold on because I have got this comment quite often. It doesn't mean that I get rid of other people. No, <laughs> this is not how it works. <laughs> you know, when you, you build fewer relationships, but genuine relationships. And most of the people in my network, they are my friends. I don't talk, I don't call them like my network. I call them my friends because I truly care about them. I truly support them. And there is reciprocity right in the relationship. But then when I look at my objective, okay, who else do I need? In what room do I need to be in in order to achieve my goal? And I believe, you know, the question today we are answering is how do you pave your own way to create your own success story? And I believe one of the answers is knowing what's your objective and what are the steps that you need to take to reach that goal who are the people you need to surround yourself with to reach that goal? So what is your approach, Amira, when it comes to setting goals for yourself and ensuring that every step you take takes you further to reaching that goal? First and foremost, I always, always say true to myself. Um, the, the most unique thing any person can ever have is as you said, knowing your goal, but knowing what your goal is for you. For me as Amira, I know what my goal is. I know my goal is to set up on my own and eventually scale and have a full-fledged agency. So I set that as my goal. How do I, how do I make myself stand out against my competition? Is by who am I as a person, what my skill is, what my style is as a designer, um, and and how I approach and understand my clients. So that is extremely important. And then moving forward from there, I say, okay, fine. In the next, say, three months, I need to acquire two new businesses or three new businesses or one new client or two new clients or one project or two projects. And then I have short-term goals and I have long-term goals. So I know what the end goal is and I am working towards it by creating small milestones because you can't jump. You need to crawl before you run. You can't. So you have to do it step by step. And that's exactly what I do. Building a business from the ground up requires tenacity and resilience. Hell yes. <laughs> so the question is, can you share a challenging moment you faced as an entrepreneur and how you overcame it emerging stronger? My most challenging moment as an entrepreneur was, especially as a newcomer in Canada, was cracking a new market. Um, any new, any exposing yourself to new markets generally is very challenging. And Canada was especially challenging for me because the culture is different, the market is different, everything is so different. Understanding networking, understanding how to network, understanding where to put myself in the market was extremely challenging for me. Getting to know people, getting to get my name out there as a newcomer. I never worked at any agency over here. No one knew who I was. Yeah. How do I put my name out there? That was so difficult for me and so challenging. And I cannot tell you how many lessons I have learned paving my way there. Because you don't just make a name, you fail and then you succeed, and then you fail, 
and then you succeed. And then with the failures come the lessons and the tears, yes. the many, many, many tears. Yes. <laughs> and then somehow then you wake up one morning and like I woke up one morning and this happened last year and I got invited to sit on the jury of the biggest marketing uh, and adver and creative award show in Canada for their 100th year anniversary, the marketing award show. And I got invited to sit on the jury of an international award show called Mad Stars based in South Korea. And I was judging international work, the most excellent creative work from all over the world. When that happened to me, when I had set up on my own in Canada, knowing nobody, that was when, like, that was an extremely proud moment for me. And that was when I looked back at myself and I said, you know what? I did it. Yes. You did yes. it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and and you said it, you know. I think people coming to Canada have this misconception that all the great work and the great experience they have from back home will, they, they will help them find a job here, that they will be able to leverage to leverage it here, but actually, no, it doesn't work this way in Canada. And, and so how do you put your name out there? How do you stand out from the crowd? You know, and you mentioned that I had to put my name there, out there, and I didn't know where to get started. And that's one of the reasons also I created this podcast. And, you know, I talk a lot about networking and personal branding and leveraging LinkedIn. So you put your name out there when you have nothing else but your name. How do you make it known to the world, right? Or at least to the right people. And so I, I'm glad that you're sharing these lessons with us, those lessons with us, because these are very important. And I feel we need to repeat it consistently because of the lack of our understanding of what it takes to succeed in the Canadian context. If you, could if you could travel back in time and give one piece of advice to your younger self, what would that be? Oh, that's a tough question, Darian. Uh, if I could go back in time and give myself one piece of advice, I would say do not let other people's opinion affect you. Because there was a time when, because obviously when you set up on your own, there are like, I got, I was lucky enough to get a great support. My family was very supportive. My friends were extremely supportive. But there are a few people here and there that, you know, start that are not as supportive or they just simply don't understand the entrepreneurial spirit. They mean well, they just don't get it. And out of that come all of these negative comments. And they got to me. And I let them get to me. And there was a time when I started doubting myself and I started telling myself, oh my God, what if I can't make it? Um, and, and maybe that's not an advice I would give myself to the younger version of me, but I would give myself to the younger entrepreneurial leader in me. That would be the advice that I would give myself. Don't let other people's opinion get to you. No. No, and it's easy for us. By the, we're people at the end of the day. We have feelings. Yeah. We get affected by by like a small thing can either break us or make us. A small act of kindness will make us. One word will break us. So, yes, I I I did I did get into that, and uh, it slowed me down for a bit. 
Yeah, and I did too. I did too. I can completely relate to to this experience of yours because, as you said, we are human at the end of the day, and of course, at some point, you know, as you need to develop a, a, a thick skin. That that's really true, and especially for ambitious women, women leaders, uh, women who want to pave the way uh, in a different ways. Right? No matter it is to you, if, as long as you want to challenge the status quo or as long as you want to do something that differs from what people or society was ex were expecting from you, of course you will receive criticism and you will get people's opinion, even if you don't ask for it, <laughs> even when you don't ask for it. So developing a thick skin is very important, but I do believe you have to go through this in order to understand that you have to guard yourself from those negative comments. But as long as you don't go through this and the pain that goes with it, I think uh, being able to do it and to talk about it is going, being able to go through it and overcome it. Unfortunately, I should say, but that's the way it is. This life is tough, people. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I like Put a helmet on and let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> We have another question here uh, about your work. So your clientele spans across diverse locations like Toronto, London, Abu Dhabi, and Milan. How do you adapt your design to cater to such varied cultural and market demands while maintaining your signature? Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, um, yes, I do focus on global clients always. Um, and what's beautiful about design is that design is an international language. Um, you don't need words to see a logo. You don't need words to see a poster. Um, all you need to do is understand the market that you're working with understand the sensitivities of the market because it's important to be respectful for it. So I do thorough research and understanding what's right and wrong, understanding my client. I am very transparent with my clients. I ask them every single question that I need to, and I cater to that. And it's, it's easier. It sounds very complicated, but it's actually easy, easier to do than it, uh, than it seems. Open communication, would Open you say? Communication yeah. And being like understanding the culture and understanding the sensitivity of the culture, obviously, you know, being respectful. Like if you respect your work, you're going to respect mm. your client's work. It's really that simple. <laughs> right. Common sense. I want to say common sense, right? <laughs> uh, looking ahead, uh, what are your aspirations for why? And what kind of legacy do you hope to leave in the world of design and branding? Oh my gosh, my, uh, I would like to see why grow. I, it, is, it is so important for me, for my, for my professional career and personally because it carries my mother's name. Um, so I want to, I'd like to see it scale with more clients. I've been like, I've worked so hard. I have every sort of client from enterprise level to mid clients to, to small, to small, uh, startups. Um, and I want to continue that momentum and like, you know, make the ball bigger, bigger and start hiring. Um, I do have staff now that I outsource to on a freelance basis, but it would be nice to have full-time staff. Um, and um, 
what do I want to leave behind? I want to leave a good feeling behind. I want to leave a smile on people's faces. I want, I want when people see my work to, you know, to, you know how sometimes when you're walking down the street and you're having such a bad day and you smell a flower and it lifts you up? True. Yes, I do. That's the feeling that I want to invoke with my work. A small touch of something to bring in peace or happiness or, or whatever positive emotion that person needs. And I can speak to that because I have seen uh, some of your work and there is a wow effect. There is, I don't know, your work invites you to, to travel or, to, you know, to envision something positive, to be creative. And, and, and this is really what I felt when I saw your, uh, your work the first time. So I would say, uh, without any doubt, definitely your work has an impact on people and your work has already had an impact on me uh, uh, personally. Yeah. Uh, and I'd like to add to that as well. Like this is, I, I spoke about my work in terms of like personally, but also it's important for me, like with my clients as well, when my work, I'd like my work to impact my clients because design work needs longevity. Um, and uh, I want like in 10, 20 years for my clients to come back and tell me, you know what, what you did for us 20 years ago was amazing. And I, I did have one of my clients who came back to me now five years after I did his branding, telling me that the branding is still working and it's still very well received. And it has the same effect that it did from day one. Wow. So that's the kind of long-term achievement that I want reflected on my clients as well. And, and can you share with us some of the the big brands uh, you are working with and um, for the people who are in the design industry or who would like to you know start working with brands what was your approach to securing such major clients networking networking was a, my approach to secure major clients networking and a very good credential stack that is what you need um, and uh, I do have a bunch of clients uh, all over, as I mentioned, and now I'm growing my portfolio of clients in Canada. One of them is Schwarzkopf. Um, I am pitching now for fashion brands as well. Um, and the ball is rolling. And I do have a few new clients that I have secured as well in Saudi Arabia, Dubai, and in Oman. Girl, if that's not a testimony that you can achieve whatever you set your mind to, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, you do. All, all it takes is the will, really. And yeah. stay true to yourself. That is so important. So the willingness to work hard, staying mm -hmm. true to yourself, and nurturing the right relationships, mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah. And I want to tell everyone out there, sky's the limit. You can do anything you want. Yes. Set your goals, stay true to yourself, and go for it. You'll get there. Go for it. You will get there. Thank you so much, Amira. It was a pleasure learning from you and listening to you. Uh, I would like to thank you so much for inviting me as one of your guest speakers. This has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. You take care and you stay safe. Bye-bye, everyone.